Welcome, everybody, to Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, just a reminder that this is a storytelling podcast where we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a more fulfilling life. A lot of times on the podcast, we discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health top priority. Uh, lastly, the opinions offered by our guests don't necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. Oh, hi. I, I'm just going to hit record. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, you, I don't know if you should hit record just yet. I'm fucked up right now. <laughs> should we not do this one? <laughs> oh, we should definitely do it. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. But like today's been one of those days where it's like, uh, uh, you know how, you know, there's been an interesting conversation going on in our, in the, like the mighty networks about booze. And today was one of those days where I, like for lunch, afternoon and evening, I socially was obligated to drink with people to like make shit happen. Yeah. And it, it like, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Cause I'm like, well, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to back off on that a little bit, but I'm just so fucking charming when I'm a little bit drunk. I mean, you're fucking, you're fucking charming regardless. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's, that's all I needed to hear. Now I can drop the booze part and just start drinking like, like soda water and lime. Like that, that, that seems like a good move, right? It probably is a good move at this point. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm drinking now tonight. I'm just, well, actually I'm just drinking full blown water, like actual, I'm I'm drinking actual from the earth, like mineral water. <laughs> I can't get over your squinty eyes, man. I know, dude. I got to open my eyes a little bit. Here I go. Look at those. Look at those bad boys. Uh-huh. Oh, they're beautiful. They are beautiful, man. You've got beautiful eyes. Have I told you that before? Never, dude. I've always been sitting here waiting for you to tell me how beautiful my eyes are. Cause I feel like I do have kind of like, cause I have crooked, I have a crooked face. Hey, stay strong, live strong cancer survivors. Some of us have had skin cancer on our face and we have crooked faces because of it. But like, let's not Wait, discount. I, have, I haven't heard the story about you. You had a skin cancer on your face. Did you know this story? I, I had skin cancer and I have to have, I had to have that little surgery. It was not like the dangerous skin cancer. It was the shit skin cancer that nobody cares about. Yeah. But I had to have surgery on it and they crooked up. They, they made my face crooked. That's why I got such a fucking crooked face. I've got a crooked face too. Do you know what? Uh, you don't have it. Let me look at your face. Well, I got a crooked nose from uh, animal. Oh, from, animal. Did you get it broke? Did it break? Water polo. Oh, you got it broken in water polo? Yeah, playing like we call it, what do they call them? Like animal drills where it's like anything goes. Oh, yeah. And uh, good old, uh, oh, I won't say his name. I <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't put anybody on blast, but you broke your nose. Like you took an elbow to the nose, huh? I did. And, but I was like, it, it got all black, but I, it didn't bleed. So I didn't think it was broken, but I guess it doesn't have to bleed to break. 
know? Did I really? You're, it didn't, I, I have broken my nose twice in my life. Well, in fact, one of the times I broke my nose, um, I had a big date. This was, in, this was when I was a teenager before my mission. And I had a big date for new year's Eve and I broke my nose the week before. So I had to have, it was one of those ones I had, I'd have surgery to reset my nose. And so this whole date on new year's Eve, I was dripping into, you know, those like uh kidney bean shaped uh, blood receptacles. Yeah. 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 Wait, no, I like don't. She's, Actually, I said yes, but I don't know what those are. Well, <laughs> picture a little, picture a little like plastic container that's shaped like a kidney bean. Okay. And I just bled into that the whole night and never got any cool New Year's Eve action because I was <laughs> that poor girl. I won't say her name on the thing, but that poor girl had a rough night because I was just like, oh, uh, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I'm gonna do my best. It can't make you feel beautiful. <laughs> and she's like, I feel ugly and terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I had my, you can see, like, I had my nose broken once and then broken twice. So I've got this crooked face. And then the the cancer, skin cancer surgery really fucked me over. Well, let's talk about your eyes again for a minute. You got beautiful eyes. And I can't oh. believe it's taken me this long to say that. Come on, Mike. You're just saying that to make me feel good about myself. I mean, I'm doing that too. Can it be both? <laughs> I mean, it can be both. I, I I accept. I accept everything I can. I'll take what I can get at this point in my life. I mean, I think that's what we're saying. <laughs> so we can just take what we get now. Take like, what you get. Hey, so um, I want to talk about that later because, uh, you know, it's been a while since we did a trip report on this podcast. And I had a pretty, I had a pretty major trip uh, about a week and a half, about 10 days ago. Let's and I'd like to about it because you know, well, what? I mean, let's wait, let's, let, let's build the tension and just talk about shit that don't matter at all. Okay. I want to build up to that trip, build up to the trip. Cause the trip was, the trip was good and it, it has put me in a good space. But um, what I'd like to really it's so, isn't it so funny how one of the things, so listen, dear listener, I'm, I'm talking directly to you right now. If you're listening while you drive your car or fold your laundry or whatever it is people do when they listen to this podcast, um, I've, I've got to tell you, you, I wish that you had the experience that I have, which is looking at Mike when he talks to you. Because the experience of looking at Mike while he talks to you is a sort of like a beautiful, loving, uh, like he, he, he holds this container. Like I, I came into this thing drunk, but already I feel loved and held. And for those of you who have not seen or interacted with Mike, that's what happens when you when you talk to Mike is that you just suddenly feel um, sober. You feel okay. And you feel like I don't need to have any kind of don't wiggle around. Don't get nervous. I love you, man. I'm just trying to be wiggling over here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wiggling a lot. I I love this, but I also, you know, about me. It's tough. (laughs) It's tough, but um, there's something about chatting. So Mike and I chat on the phone daily. And there are times when uh, we 
even this is a weird thing about the podcast is that there are times when we're chatting uh, where we think, oh man, should we be recording this? Because this is like kind of deep, vulnerable stuff. But I, I, I don't know that that, I, I don't know that that's a fair thing to talk about because um, it might just be you, man. It might just be talking to you makes people feel safe and vulnerable and okay. Like I'm feeling that right now. I haven't lit my candles yet. I haven't done any of my usual, um, you know, a lot of times before the podcast, I do, I do a little ceremony to kind of get me into the space. Yeah. A little ritual. Yeah. I haven't done any of that yet, but I feel like I'm in the space because I'm just looking at you right now and you're talking to me and holding a little and talking about my eyes and telling me I'm okay. Like, how did I get so lucky to have a friend like you, bro? Yeah, I'm just being with love right now, man. This is like a, <laughs> thank Same. you. Same. So wait, just a minute before you sew it. Like, um, yeah, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> and You know, it's not, it's hard to take a compliment, but I feel the love right now for you. You know, I, I feel the love in this space between us, the miles between California and Idaho. Sam. It's filled with love. Everyone in, in our, in our, like in the bubble we've created, like this energetic bubble. I bet you everyone's feeling the love right now. Like in, I hope everyone's you know, feeling what I'm feeling right now. Loved Nevada up through I 15. It's like, we've connected it with love. And now it's like, you know, the visual I'm getting right now. Hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So for everyone who's feeling that right now and in between us, you're welcome and get out of the fucking way so I can just make love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I accept. Like, what are you trying to say? Like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. I accept. Uh, we kind of put a little book of Mormon in between us, didn't we? Yeah, dude. Like this, like sometimes this, sometimes this podcast recording is a steak dance where we have to get a, I mean, a, a, what do, what do they call it? Quad? Yeah. Or a triple combination. Like we need to get a, we need to get a full quad in between us. When I say a full quad, I mean, old Testament, new Testament, book of Mormon, doctrine and covenants, pearl of great price, which technically is five things. But I think that we count the doctrine and covenants and the pearl of great price as two, two or as one thing. Well, right. I think so. But what, what was the triple combination again? Was that book of Mormon and or was it the Bible and the I think the triple combination was the old new testament. Well, hold up. No, hold on a second. Right. Triple combination was the old and new testament. That's one entity. Book of Mormon, that's second entity. And Pearl of Great Price and Doctrine and Covenants, that's a third entity. Or am I wrong here? What am I up to? I don't remember. I don't remember what the triple combination was. I don't remember it. Um, but I would feel really weird if we counted the Bible all as one and the fan fictions of the Bible as like their own things. <laughs> You know, well, is, I mean, what is, what, okay. You said the word fan or the phrase fan fiction. Yeah. Which one is, which one is OG? Like, so when we talk about fanfic, is it just the Torah? The first five uh, books of the old Testament are like the OG, like, okay, this is the thing. And then the rest of it is fan fiction based on, who God knows what, or is it, it, where does it become fan fiction versus mythology? Do, do we have any kind of, do we have any kind of statement on that? 
I don't think we've, <laughs> we don't have a statement on that. And, but now you're kind of making me think about it because I mean, it's all mythology, right? It's all, <laughs> but is it a different mythology when it's passed down through ages versus someone, one person making it up? Well, I, that, that, that's the question. So like, then, then what becomes, so, so for me, you know, Moses wrote the first, that, that's what I was told. Moses wrote the first five books of the old Testament, right? Yeah. So that includes like your stories about Abraham and that's all Moses until up until Moses gets translated or translated. Is that the word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tran- translated up into, he becomes up into heaven yeah, in a whirlwind or something. Yeah. Translated or, you know, you can call it beamed or, you know, like. Uh, Be- yeah. Beamed up Scotty. Or is there another one we use in this new age hippie world? Like. What? Well, hold on. Did you say the word? No, I, I was try- trying to think of a world word. I thought maybe there's a word that we use in hippie terms. <laughs> I mean, maybe like he leveled up, right? Leveled up. Yeah. Leveled, leveled up. Yeah. Got to a higher, higher state. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is that like, then you have the interesting stories. And I mean, after the Torah, you have some pretty interesting stories. Like you, you think about like, I mean, you know, the Torah includes Noah, Abraham, Methuselah, all, all the, all the heavy hitters. But then you've got the cool shit about like Job and Elijah and Elisha and Jeremiah. Like you got some major players in the old Testament, you know what I mean? But they, you know, somebody else kind of got down with that shit. But the, the story of Job is always like my favorite one to like reference back to like, what are we, okay, what are we talking about? Like God and the devil or God and Lucifer are like, like gambling. It's like, it's like they're sitting at a sports book in Vegas. They're talking about like, oh, listen, I think that Job's probably no good. I probably, you know, he's got everything. So let me take him down. And then God's like, no, dude, Job is actually pretty dope and no one can take him down. Not even you, Satan, son of the fucking yeah. morning star. And then Satan's like, no, check this out. Let me kill all of his family and wife and crops. And then he'll curse God and die. And Job's like, no, bro, I'm not even, not even for that. Am I cursing God and dying? I'm just going to put on this little potato sack. You know, Idaho potato style, like Job is Idaho potatoes for life. Puts on his sackcloth and ashes and goes, goes hard again. Like go, go Job. I'm, I'm hell yeah, Job. Thanks for setting up the fucking. Well, have you, there, uh, there's a whole, uh, have you know that Young has a whole uh, essay on the answer to Job and like uh, basically saying that Job achieved a higher state of consciousness than Elohim. Our, our, Wait, our, say that like so he yeah. has a higher state of consciousness than actual plural Eloi, like plural yeah. God. Because because Elohim means multiple gods. Because he, he in that the multiple gods, Elohim. I, I was trying I'm trying to think of the name that he refers to him in the essay. It's not that, it's uh Yahweh. Yahweh. That Yahweh in that um, is unconscious, oh is unconscious of his own darkness. You know, the, the part of him that would put 
a human to the test for what, you know, like uh, that Yahweh is unconscious of that, but Job learns of the, of the, the duality of the gods in a way that gods, they're not just loving and kind and benevolent, that they're also dark and shady and bastards. You turn this into a thing. Like, yeah, there's something very, there's something very interesting about, the gods gambling that there, there's something very Greek mythology about the gods gambling on Job, right? It feels very like a Greek mythology type thing. Holy and in that shit. way, uh, Job becomes a precursor to the savior in a way, like he, he becomes more conscious than Yahweh. And so it's, it becomes almost a, I guess a myth of human, how humans participate in the expansion and the progression of consciousness. Holy shit. That by us being here and suffering and, uh, and suffering the, the, the wrath of God or the games of, that God plays, we in turn are experiencing God and become more conscious than God himself. Holy shit, dude. Pretty cool, how did, right? get, how did we drop into this so quickly? You dropped us in here. I'm just leading this along. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was trying to make jokes about the Bible, and you just brought us into, like, Jungian analysis. I mean, yeah, but that's, I mean, it, it's pretty cool, right? <laughs> that's way cool. Like, now, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm, I'm like, dude, uh, a Jungian breakdown. Well, I guess you just talked about it, but like, like I'm thinking about your PhD program, mm-hmm. a Jungian analysis of, I mean, maybe Job has been overdone because that's a pretty straightforward story, but like a Jungian analysis of Alma the Younger, or even like a, like an Abinadi character, yeah. like that's pretty fucking interesting to me. Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden I'm, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, the scriptures have some really cool references about how man interacts with his own, uh, you know, mortality, I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. How we interact with the shadow, how we interact with, uh, how we create our own myths, how we create our own stories. Yeah. So the cool thing is with that, that you could do a, a whole analysis on that because, you could say, well, the Book of Mormon's made up. Well, yeah, it's made up. But like, you know how we talk about active imagination and how it has to come from somewhere. It's coming from the unconscious, even if you're trying to guide the unconscious. You can't, you can't control the other in the participation of it. You know, like the, the, the unconscious comes out in any piece of writing to, to some degree. And so you can do a whole analysis on Mormon scripture on how... It's 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 almost like an analysis of uh, not only just Joseph Smith, but the um, the the church at the time, right? Yeah. Of of the creation of when the Book of Mormon. So the psychology of whoever it was who went into the writing of the Book of Mormon, and the people, and then how that psychology has perpetuated and shapes Mormon culture today. Oh. Right. So we could really get into that. I think we should someday. I think, I mean, I think we've touched on it a little bit and then we'll keep touching on it, but like, 
You know, it just, even the psychology, I think we talked about in the last episode of holding to the rod and the straight and narrow and what that does to the Mormon psyche of like, as far as not venturing into the mists of darkness and uh, being on this, this highlighting a persecution complex that we have that we're on the straight and narrow and then uh, people are persecuting us. Um, You could, yeah, any story you could go into it and like unlock kind of the Mormon complexes through those stories. Well, that, oh man, that goes into your, your Mad Hatter. You and I were talking about, and maybe we can talk later about the Mad Hatter a little bit, or the the Mad Hatter is really reflective of the, the joker, the jester, the, the, the trickster personality or the archetype, right? Yeah. And that's that my last trip was heavy, 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 heavy on that. Whoa. I'm so glad we didn't talk about this offline. So we can talk about it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we talk about our trips and then we're like, we should talk about it on the podcast, but this one I'm coming into blind and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 I haven't told you about this yet because it was, it was fairly recent. So like, um, for me, I went into, you know, the, the, you know, there's, it's a whole journey, you know, you, you go through the highs, the lows, the, 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 that's why they call it a journey. (laughs) That's why it's called a trip, right? That's why it's called a journey. But it's, it's so interesting because like lately, I mean, even going back to a few months ago when I was um, inducted into the space Druid fraternity, you know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I think I had a dream about being inducted as a space Druid. Well, let's talk about that. What, what, tell me about well, your dream. I, I don't want to interrupt what. what oh, dude, I got, I got plenty of time to talk about my trips, but I want to okay. hear about your dream. Well, just remind me of that. Cause, um, and I didn't think about it until I was talking to Mike, the space druid, uh, today. So I had a dream that I was at a wedding and it was a wedding where all timelines were merging. Oh shit. dude! Like, my father-in-law was there who's passed. And I was like, how is he here? And I'm like, oh, that's right. All timelines are merging right now. And in this dream, I'm walking around and I'm noticing that everyone's dressing up as aliens or uh, space creatures or people from space. And I was like, oh, I thought I was wearing a tux. What's going on here? And then um, I, I went and found my mate. And she's like, no, remember, I, I got that robe for you. And we go, but went back there and it was a time wizard robe. And she's like, you should put this on, you know, this is what you're wearing. And I remembered her saying that. And then uh, I went to go change and it was like, I had to take off this white shirt I had. And it was almost like I was getting birthed out of it, like opening up. Can you hear those beeping? Yeah. It's fine. Let, let people know how cool and busy you are. It's fine. Just keep telling well, your story. Let me, let me just exit out of this application. Cause this is like crazy. They're going nuts and I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. That's no, fine. Yeah, we're quit. We're done. Okay. Anyway. Um, so anyway, but I'm getting birth out of this shirt. Basically it opens up almost like a, a portal, like a womb or a vagina or a portal. And I yeah. come out of my shirt and then into this, uh, space druid costume oh shit dude what did it look like it looked like a robe looked like a space druid time robe and i never connected that with space druid until mike's mike uh he was i was just chatting with him on signal 
And he brought up about like time traveling and going to, we could talk about Moses going to his highest timeline, right? He was deemed to his highest timeline. And uh, he was talking about that. And I was like, holy shit, going your, oh, he mentioned that like, um, I think this is okay to keep in. He was talking to Seth and Seth's like, dude, you don't have to worry about being on your highest timeline. If anyone can time travel, it's the space druid. Mm. And so when he told me that, um, I was like, holy shit, I just, thinking up my dream and the timelines merging and wearing a space druid like time traveler robe. I don't know what that means, but other than it's fucking dope, you know, dude, honestly, Mike, I think that you're a, probably a time traveling space druid. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe I am. And that's what I've always felt. Maybe I just don't know that's it yet. Okay, maybe maybe this is, we're about to get fun here, guys. <laughs> uh, this is about to get some, real. We're get we're about to get into some really esoteric shit, <laughs> right? Just the way you said shit, I love it. Yeah, dude. I you know, I mean, you know, I know. I'm trying to be as cool as possible. So when I was inducted into the Space Druid deal, I I had to go through a real dark trip in order to get there. You know, I've told you about that where, like, I, by the time I was inducted to the space druid thing, I was in a good space. I was tripping hard. I was feeling it. But before that, I was, and and this, this had been kind of the, I was almost hesitant to do it at the time because it was like, oh man, I just keep having these dark trips. You know what I mean? And I was just like yeah. going into it. I was like, here I go. Like no, another... I'm... I know exactly what you mean. Um, and I, I kind of want to point this out because there is something to it. I think, you know, early on my trips were all pretty positive. You know, I had a few dark moments, but lately I feel like I've gone through some journeys when I, and maybe that's why I haven't done a journey since I think the last time my journeyed was when we were together in California or in Northern California. Other than like, you know, we did DMT and whatever. <laughs> a couple yeah, of dude, we ago. probably should talk about the DMT thing. We probably can. Yeah. What do you think? But I've had like stuff like that, but like a mushroom trip, it's been since January. And so I think I've, and that one got dark for me. And I think it's just, maybe I'm not ready to go back in there yet. You know? Well, that's actually a, a good time to bring up that like the, the amount of psychedelics that a person does, it, it's not like a contest. It's, if you've done the amount that you need to do hit, hit like, okay, put like, that's fine. You've done the amount that you need to do and uh, integrate, mm-hmm. spend the next 10 years, 10 months, 10 decades, wh- whatever it is, like spend that time integrating until it, until it call. It's not like a thing of like, it's not a contest to be like, Oh dude, I've done I've done mushrooms or I've done LSD or I've done ayahuasca X number of times. That's not a thing, right? No. And um, this actually reminds me. So a class I'm taking in school right now is on complexes. And uh, in her first lecture, the professor was saying that, look, we're going to be unpacking personal and uh, like uh, societal cultural complexes in this class. And so it's going to bring up a lot. Basically, basically, she was saying it's going to bring up a lot of personal shit. And she's like, go slow because complexes, we, we're, we're setting a container 
where they'll feel welcome to kind of reveal themselves. But if you go too fast, they, they can go into hiding. They'll, they'll even retrench further. Right. Yeah. And so I think for me, I'm like, Oh, I can see how in, in the medicine space we go digging yeah. and they, they just go deeper. You know, they, they run from it because they're not ready to come out. Even if we're ready, if we're taking all the meds. And so in other words, I think it can be counterproductive if we're not, if you're not integrating it. Yeah. I mean, that, that might, I mean, that's a real thing. Like, so that's a big part of what came up in my last trip was that thing of like, like what you, you keep asking, you, you, you keep, you keep drawing from this. Well, and you know, I mean, Mike, you know, we, we did DMT together recently where I, I have certain pretty, pretty familiar experiences with, with, other entities, you know? Yeah. And it becomes this thing of like, well, we're happy to see you, but like you keep asking the same questions. That, that, that was my last, so that was that leading up, that was my last experience was, you know, I, I had had these dark trips and had worked. I, I felt like I was really working through some stuff and really coming, you know, coming to terms with some of the stuff about me that, or, or, or maybe about my, my presence or existence. That's like, okay, dude, I mean, you know, you're here, you're getting the experience, you're getting the, the highs and the lows. Like what else do you need? And I, I spent a lot of time after my last trip really digging into that. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason I was, I was alone on a day and I had nothing to do. And it was kind of like one of those things of like, okay, well, there's a couple of opportunities for me to go do this, go do that. But I was like, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of feeling this little bit of mushrooms that I've got. I, I kind of want to see what I'm up to. Yeah. And so I was, I was totally alone. And normally in that situation, if I'm totally alone, I would listen to music or have someone come up and hang out with me or whatever. But I was like, well, I'm, I'm really feeling this in a way that's not, it, it, it's beyond just like, you know, the desire to do a trip. It was like, oh, I feel like I've kind of come head to head or, or maybe even face to face with some weird, with some weird things that I'm, I'm still dealing with. And so I, so I did these mushrooms. Uh, I mean, this was 10 days ago. And man, was it the most it was the most amazing experience. I, 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 I got into things like, you know, we were talking at the beginning, I was talking about the, the Mad Hatter that appeared in your dream recently, which I think we probably need to back up and talk about your dream here pretty quick. But if you're, if you're willing to share it, if you're not willing to share it, that's totally fine. I, I understand those boundaries, but you had mentioned to me, Mad Hatter energy, specifically the Mad Hatter. And, and it was, it was couched in this concept of like, you know, everyone having plans, everyone having a, everyone having like a, a, an idea of what the future should look like. And in your dream, the Mad Hatter was like, no, just be here now. Just mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. This might be the only time we have. This might be the only opportunity we have to enjoy each other. Is that fair? Is that that's a fair representation? Fair. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. So I don't, I, there's some details I don't want to discuss about the sure, dream. Of course. But 
you're nailing it on that. It was about like making plans and setting a structure and like uh, really, yeah. And, and and the Mad Hatter was on the other side and he was just, he wasn't even listening. He was getting served like all sorts of cakes and it was, he was at an unbroken party. And and yeah. He was just like, yeah, I'm here for it. Right. And the little rabbit guy was there serving him shit. And yeah. like, you know, uh, well, just and being in the moment. Yeah. It's that, it's that, that is so, wild to me because you shared that with me after I had this trip that I'm talking about. And for me, the trip was very intense. Um, never went dark. Now, I mean, in fact, I I'm, I'm happy to say it never had a, a moment of darkness, but it did have some of that playful stuff of like, you, you keep asking questions, you keep trying to dig deeper, but what about the shit that you've already come face to face with? What, what about the stuff that is already right here in front of you that is already right here now? Can you play with that a little bit? Can you look at that from a different perspective? Can you, um, man, uh, you know, it was pretty heavy on the, on the um, entities that have control. I, I mean, I had, I had um, vibrations of, being on a stage and, and performing to people. I had vibrations of being in the crowd, listening to that vibrate, listening to that performance. I had the idea of being backstage promoting and creating that whole performance. What? And what I, yeah, weird. Right. And what I came away from was what I came away from it with was dude, you can it's, it's a choice. Like you are not bound by some kind of traumatic experience that you've had, or you are not bound by the identity that you need to cultivate or, 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 or push forward or, or express to the world. You can be different things all at once because all of those things exist in the past or the future. And the only thing that you need to be is what you are right now. And that's totally okay. That's totally okay to just sip on that tea and eat those cakes and make a joke or take it very seriously or get really angry fast or get or laugh off anything that would make you angry. It's all based on the choice that you make of how to deal with a thing. And so I was really, I was really fucking into it because I was like, well, wait a minute. What about, I got, I got sort of specific talking about like, what about this? What about that? What about these things that are very intense or very hard to deal with? And it was like, they're hard to deal with because that's how you're, that's how you're phrasing them. Hmm. They're hard to deal with because that's what you expect. That's what you think the world expects you to how, how the world expects you to react to this type of thing. Yeah. You know, we're talking about like, we're, we're talking about like I was getting into some very interesting or hard trauma and I'm not, I'm not belittling anybody's trauma, but it, the whole thing was this concept of ha, 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 ha. If only you could control the narrative of this thing then you could heal from it. If only you could identify it and put your finger on it and speak it and, and, and say it out loud and 
and start to deal with it through your therapist, Hmm. who I talked about this with last week. If only you could do that, then you'd feel like you're in control, right? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, what? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? I do. Uh Uh-huh. And it was like, if you also took this completely like in stride, if you totally like just said, uh, such is life, so it goes, you know, quoting Vonnegut, whatever. If you just took it very, like very not seriously, ha, 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 ha. Look at the way that you're reacting. It was this very interesting experience for me of like, I get to dictate how I feel about anything. I was, I was thinking about what if I get abandoned? What if my wife divorces me? What if my children die? What if I, what if I uncover some of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, as far as, uh, you know, abuse in my past, it was, it was all of those things. Cause I've dealt with some of that stuff and the whole message, the whole time. And I, and to, to, to clarify, I never felt dark about it. It was all very like observational. It was yeah. all just this thing of like, ha, 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 ha. Look at the way that you are reacting to anything that happens that you have no control over. Shit. And isn't that a, isn't it? So then you, when you, when you sent me that dream about the Mad Hatter, I was like, holy shit. Like this is, Mike and I are, Mike and I are operating on a, on a very similar wavelength without, I mean, we talk every day, Mike, but these are some things that we sometimes don't talk about. No. Right. Well, it shows, it's showing the loops that we get caught in. Right. Exactly. It's almost like, Hey, if I can just find my way out of this loop, I can, uh, if I can just find this one thing, I'll, I can get myself out of this loop, but it's showing you that, no, you're just in the loop, right? You're just in, like, look at this loop you're in and ha, 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 ha. Can't like, yes. um, because uh, the circumstances surrounding that Mad Hatter dream were a loop for me for like two days. I didn't realize how much I was thinking about that. Yeah. Like thinking of a way out, thinking of a solution, thinking of a, a, some sort of magical formula that worked for everyone. Right. Yeah, if I could just, if I could just, yeah. if I could just solve this algorithm. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. even thought I was even caught up so much that I was getting in the, like, oh, oh, it's coming up so I can solve it. Right. Like yep. this is, a, this is something that humankind has not solved and I'm going to solve it. Right. And I was like caught up in that thing. And, <laughs> and it's almost like this. No, you, you're loving that story right now. You're loving, yes. you're loving that aspect of it. So even though it was causing me a lot of anxiety, it was also realizing that like, oh no, I, I wanted to be like, oh no, this is uh, the mycelial network is uh, teaching me things. Mycelia or mycelium. I don't know what you call it, but Dude, let's say whatever we want. That's what I say. The mushy network is uh, yeah, but um, the, the loop and you know what it reminded me of. So I was listening back before we posted the episode we released today on um, the, which I, I fucking love that one, man. The, uh, I, did, I, I haven't know. listened. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm just so excited because I have no idea what we talked about. Isn't that the best? Like, I, like I'm listening back to it with fresh ears. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, and I was like, and it was one of those ones where it. <laughs> you're listening to it. I'm like, 
oh, I should have said this. And then I said it and I was like, oh, good. I said it. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that's yeah. a great experience, by the it's way. It's a good yeah. feeling. Um, but in that episode, we were talking about this other loop we get into where we're never good enough. It's always this carrot that's dangled in front of us. Like by, it's not just the church, but corporate, the patriarchal society we're in has dangled this carrot in front of us. And we are never good enough. There's always a little bit more, you know, we talked about that car at my work and it's like leading us towards like, you should save this amount. It's always going to tell you, you should have saved a little bit more. You should have yep. done a little bit more. Never enough. Never that, enough. That's that loop, right? That keeps us in that thing that keeps us in, it keeps us trapped there. And yeah. So, so to, to, to use that. So the car that Mike, you're talking about is a, is a saving for retirement, like, this is where you should be at this point in your life. It's a business thing. It's about investment. It's about retirement. It's about 401k. It's about pension, all that kind of stuff. But dude, honestly, like this, this concept that we're talking about uncomfortably also applies to the world of psychedelics and breath work and meditation and yoga and um, ecstatic dance, all the things that we talk about that have helped us with healing. And those are very good things. Psychology, psychology, yeah. uh, Jungian specific to Jungian thing. Yeah. It's like, you can get caught up in a story mm-hmm. about like, Oh, now I, now I get what drives me. You can take a Myers Briggs, some version of the Myers Briggs test about how your personality works. You can take some kind of thing about this is the archetype that I represent. But beyond that, beyond the way that we tell the story about ourselves and want to be represented, and, you know, we feel pride in this thing about, like, I am this good at yoga, or I am this amazing at doing breath work, and I've done Wim Hof, and I've done all the things. Like, I want to keep pursuing the things that benefit me. I I want to keep pursuing those things because they are so good for my, I sleep better. Uh, you know, I can turn off the the internal voice. I, I I make better decisions in the day. I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better friend. I'm a, all that all that shit is so true. But also, it can become this weird and interesting obsession mm-hmm. that I get into. I'm very good at making a thing my new obsession. I'm very good at it. Same. And it becomes this thing of like, ha 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 ha. Look at your new thing. Look at the way that you're trying to navigate or manage or come to terms with the fact that you are sentient and conscious and that you exist. Mm -hmm. And it's like the Mormon church gave that to me for a lot of years. Why do I exist? And then atheism gave me that sort of like almost uh, nihilism, right? That, that, That existentialism of like, well, why do I exist? And you know, if, if, if capital L life has no meaning, then lowercase L life for me, I can make up my own meaning. And then I got into psychedelics and it was like, oh, but you were part of this collective consciousness and we are God experiencing itself. We are the universe coming together. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Look at how you're trying to describe and define and articulate 
the experience of being conscious. And, and, and really the experience of being conscious is just that. It's just like, wow, I'm feeling horny right now. Wow. I'm feeling hurt and upset right now. Wow. I'm, I'm feeling on top of the world and joyful right now. And it's this series strung together of life's best emotions. All of those things are life's best emotions. Being hurt, feeling left out, feeling angry, feeling full of joy, feeling like you're on top of the world. All of that is just this fleeting, passing experience of right now. And ha, 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 ha. Look at the way you're experiencing everything and trying to put it into a cubbyhole of what that means instead of just fully embracing like, this is the only moment I've ever had and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to experience it and feel it right now. And by the way, the previous moment and the next moment might be way different, way different. And who cares? I want to feel all the things. I want to feel heartbreak. I want to feel... Uh, utter joy. I want to feel orgasmic pleasure. I want to feel uh, not good enough. I want to feel sad. I want to feel it all. And that's what my experience was with this trip was like, stop trying to identify it and put words to it. Just be it right now. Just be it. That's all you got. It's, it was, it was such a fun and and, and, and cool trip that I, even now talking about it, I'm saying, I want to go back to that and feel those experiences. But I'm like, what about the experience of trying to get my thoughts together and talk to Mike on a podcast nine days later? No, 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 no. This is my moment. I'm sitting here talking to someone I love who can give me, uh, who can talk about my eyes and can tell me that they love me and that I can tell them how much I love them. And can eulogize me in the moment. I want to be eulogized and I want to eulogize everybody else all the time. I don't want to wait till they're dead or unborn or born. I, I don't want to wait. I want to do it all right now. Shit. Yes. Isn't that weird? Like what a, what a, what like it's being in the now is the thing we talk about the most, but it was such an experience for me of like. What does right now feel like? And that's the experience you want. That's the one you're going to do. That's the one you're going to do right now. And anything else you try to use to define it is a, is a big old LOL. It's a big old ha ha. Damn. I'm, try, I'm trying to bring <laughs> that. I'm trying to bring that into my, my interactions with kids, driving them to school in the morning, driving them to their different sports, sitting at their sports, which is a fucking nightmare talking to my spouse, talking to my best friend, Mike, talking to my coworkers, talking to my parents, talking to anybody. I'm just like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I breathe? And can I drop my shoulders? And can I drop down into either a lower or higher version of myself? And can I just experience what this is right here and now? Not to, not to give Eckhart Tolle any kind of credit, but he might've been onto something. I mean, he was, he's a wise little guy. He's a um, wise little elf. <laughs> I think he kind of is a little elf, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. he is a little bit. A little elf. I, I love elves. You know me. Um, the, uh, 
It's reminding me of, and we talked about in the last episode, the book, The Enchanted Life. And there was a part I was reading recently where it was talking about experiencing the world and it's unfolding and mm. being in oh, the with it, right? Like As it unfolds. As it unfolds. And so it even talked about like, you know, the psychic reality of all of it. You know, we talk about connecting with nature and the earth and authentic quote unquote things, but the, my, this building I'm in has a story. I mean, it's got a, a big story actually. Yes. <laughs> right. Like yeah. the build, the building buildings we're in. So the buildings have stories, the, the rocks, the, uh, the, the landscape, the freeways we have have stories. The, uh, the plants that have, we have not native to California. Oh, we have these fucking birds in California. You saw them, those parrots that fly yeah. around. Oh yeah. Someone, uh, they escaped like, 20 years, I don't know how long ago, 20 years ago, maybe I'm making up this up, but some period of time ago, someone had a couple of parrots, they escaped and mated like crazy. And now we've got all these parrots and don't belong in California. And so you could be like, oh, they're not indigenous to that. No, but, but it's part of the world's unfolding. We're all yes. part of the world's unfolding. And to be in that, to be, and right now, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. You know, we got COVID and race issues and uh, taking women's rights away. And uh, it almost feels like this paradox of like, we're, we're going into like this, uh, like a, a, a huge portion of us are starting to be drawn to the earth and the rhythms and the cycles. But then we're, it feels like we're also going into like this dystopian thing where we're trying to like take away rights from women. And it feels like the handmaidens tell. Yes. And it's, this is part of the world's unfolding and we're in it. I'm not saying you shouldn't be angry. If you're angry at it, be angry about it. I'm fucking angry about it. Same. And so be angry and be part of the unfolding of the world. You know, I saw something on Instagram that, that just really uh, resonated with me. It was someone had posted a picture and it was at some protest. And it was, uh, it was kind of a native woman and she was giving birth. And like the world was coming out of her womb, you know? Uh, yeah. And it says, we are birthing a new world. Oh no, a new world is coming. Keep breathing, keep heaving. Wow. And I think as we're there, it's being a part of this, the contractions of the world as it slowly heaves, right? Like- yes. You can kind of feel that, right? I'm doing it with my hands, but you can yeah, feel it. Yeah, I'm feeling it with you, bro. I'm going along with you. And that heaving is feeling those emotions of the earth. As the earth heaves, like we all kind of get sad and angry and and we, we experience all the emotions you're talking about, but we're here in the world's unfolding, not trying to conquer her or claim her anymore, but we're part of her. I fucking love yeah. that. I fucking I'm, love that. <laughs> I, I'm loving that too, man. Like that's like, honestly, you know how we, we say a lot, uh, you and I love that, that phrase, we live in the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's a dangerous sentence too. Yeah. It, dangerous in that then we feel like we are safe hiding behind the story that we tell ourselves. And then we say, okay, I'm living in the story that I tell myself. And the story that I tell myself is that um, I'm, I've been wronged. You and I both agree probably that the, the, the attack on women's rights, you and I are not down with. 
we, 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 we are not okay with it. More than that, like I had a sleepless night the other night because like all of Same. a sudden it's like, shit, what, what world what are we living happening? in? What, what yeah. decade are we in? What, not even what decade, what century are we in? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But here's the thing. If I'm really honest about my right now, if I'm really honest about right here and now, I feel happy. I feel safe. I feel cared for by someone who I love and trust. And it's like, wow, what a cool experience to be having right now, right here. Sure, I got some shit. And I'm not belittling other people's uh, trauma. Maybe I am. I'm not trying to. I hope that I hope that I'm not. I don't want to. But we talk a lot about generational trauma. We talk a lot about childhood trauma. But my relationship with my dad and my weird kind of my weird kind of dynamic between me and my mom that exists somewhere out there, it's not here. It's not here right now. And it's okay. I'm okay right now. Like, like if I can just exist here, what do I look around? I look around and I find that I'm pretty safe. I look at the screen and I see someone I love. Uh, I listen when you're talking and I'm like, wow, I, I really love listening to Mike's voice. Yeah. And I love the, I love the things that he's saying. And I'm a little less mad about the, uh, you know, dogmatic Christianity that is trying to permeate the constitution of the United States. I'm less mad about what's happening in Ukraine. I'm less mad about, um, you know, economic factors that are impacting all of us, things like inflation, things like consumer confidence, things like supply chain, uh, uh, issues, but, that's all for earlier, Doug, or maybe later, Doug. But right now, Doug, if I just breathe, feels pretty good. Feels pretty good to be right now, Doug. Well, I'm, I feel the same way about Mike. <laughs> right now, Mike. But I want to bring this question up because it's like, again, maybe I'm acknowledging it again about the privilege, you know? Um, privilege is a huge part of that. I, I, because like I'm, I'm in a very privileged position, uh, chatting with Doug right now, you know, and I get a chat with Doug every day and I do this every week. That's a, that's a privilege. It is and, big, big time. And I'm also a white middle-aged man Yep. in a patriarchal society. Yep. And so it's easier for me to be, you know, like I don't, I, I mean, I, I worry about money, but I, I have, I have sufficient for my needs. I have sufficient for my needs. <laughs> you know, I worry about money in the future. I worry about that car going for, and like, fuck, I haven't saved enough. Right. Um, I, my trauma comes up. I go through emotional spirals. Um, but you know, I imagine there are a lot of people listening that are looking around and maybe they're going, but like, I don't, feel okay right now, you know? I mean, yeah. and yeah, 
I guess I just want to acknowledge that because that's okay too. <laughs> you know, like well, it is okay. Well, if, and by if, the if, way, yeah, go the day the day that we release this, I might feel very different than I feel right now. Yeah. I'm only talking about how I feel right now. The future, Doug, when this thing is released, might be angry about what's happening in the world. Might be fearful about how to pay my fucking power bill it might might be joyful about a cool interaction i had with some cool person but i'm just talking about how i feel right here and now and that's all i can cling to yeah earlier today i was pretty stressed this morning i was pretty fucking stressed Big, and in fact, big time stress. In fact, as, as, as I'm now talking about it, I'm thinking about it and it's giving me stress. But if I come back to here where I'm at right now, I'm okay. And I'm not, listen, if it sounds like I'm belittling people's life experience, trauma, lack of privilege, I please, I don't want to. I do not want to do that. I'm just talking about like me that. specifically and how I feel right in this moment. Well, it reminds me too. I, I think it was a conversation we had this week, Doug, where, um, well, <laughs> I had my therapy appointment this morning. It's kind of nice to have these appointments right before we, you know, Dude, I've, I love that you have your therapy appointments right before these. Oh, so, you know, Tracy, thank you for like, uh, thank you, Tracy. Actually for like, I mean, I feel like I just like, share her wisdom on the podcast that I call it my own. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Tracy, Billis, send us an invoice. No, I was saying I should send her one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You, that's what you just said. Billis. Yeah. Okay. I, I switch it around. I was saying Tracy should get more credit for these profound things that we talk about. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, but I started out the session today and I was like, you know, it's one of those, I don't know where to talk about. Things are going really good. She's like, well, let's talk about what's going really good. You know, we have this image of therapy that's like, I'm going to go there and just like, if I'm having a bad time, I want to talk about that. But if I'm having a good time, I don't need therapy. But like, what's wrong about talking about the good shit going on, you know, oh and, and talking about the good shit is important too. And to like really embracing and feeling the good when it comes, you know, we block the good or we we don't fill it fully because we want to save it for later, but fill the good too. fill all of it as it comes up, you know, like, yes. and so I, it's just reminding me of that, of really allowing in those good moments to feel that and not immediately go like, Oh yeah, but there are starving people and around the world and this and that. And so I shouldn't be feeling good. Well, you know, it's okay to feel good in the moment when you're in the moment of it. And because it's all, it's all a cycle. We will all go through our ups and downs and our, our things. And if we're not allowing ourselves to feel the magic or feel, I guess the ups when they come, then, then we don't have enough in our tank when we, when we hit the other end of it in a day, a week, an hour, or whenever we hit it, you know? And Mike, if I could add to that, please, we don't have the capacity to hold powerful healing space for others when they need it. Because here's the, here's the rub. 
I'm not always going to feel what I feel right now. I'm going to feel in the dumps. I'm going to feel like life is impossible. And I'm going to need people like you who are feeling okay to hold space for me to express what's making me not feel okay. And man, that's fucking important. Like that's, that's intensely important. But I can't do that for other people uh, if I'm feeling the same way they're feeling in that moment. You know what this brings up for me too? We rely on each other to hold each other up. And when I'm down in the dumps, I need you to hold space for me that I can feel okay about myself and vice versa. And vice continuum for everyone else who's, who's feeling high highs, low lows, and medium, medium mids. Medium mids. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, I'm really glad you brought that up because as someone, and I think a lot of our listeners are the same way where we're good at matching. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what I am. I, I match. Right. And so I could have been have the great, great, the best day. And then my mate comes in or I go into a, a party or something, or, or I go into a social situation or work, any situation. And if someone's energy is down, I try to match their energy or I try to, instead of, no, maybe they need me to be me and to experience what I'm feeling, if, especially if I'm feeling an up and then they can feel the up too. And it goes back. Cause I, I brought up privilege, but there's an element of, instead of being like, oh yeah, I get them. I'm, I, I have privilege and I should push that away. And this, no, embrace the fact that like, oh, hell yeah, I've got privilege. And what can I do with that privilege? Instead of pushing it away, it's like, no, I have sufficient for my needs. I'm in this space. I um, have, uh, I, I don't have a lot of the trauma that the women of our society have. And so instead of like feeling guilty and shame about that, it's like, no, now I can be in a space to, to help if I'm not pushing that away either. And yes. embracing the fact that, yes, I have a lot of privilege and I'm thankful that I do. And I can use, I can really lean into that. How can I share that? How can I share that? Ooh, I like that. I love that. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, this, oh, this old chestnut, this old demon. I'm let's, let's tackle it together. Right. Uh Let's, let's stare down the barrel of this old demon together because I'm, I'm okay right now. Now I'm going to need, I'm going to rely on, you know, you or someone else. I'm going to rely on you to maybe trailblaze for me. And maybe clear the path for me when I'm feeling not good. That's okay. Because I don't need you to plan for my past and future. I just need you to be here right now. That's it. Because guess what, Mike? You and I are going to hang up this Zoom. And I'm probably going to have some feelings about it. And I'm going to go home and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check in. I'm going to be like, is everything okay? Like, am I, are we okay? Did I do anything wrong? 
Is it okay? Are you mad at me? What's wrong? I'm going to do all that shit as soon as we leave here. Mm-hmm. That's a problem for future Doug, man. Future Doug, man. But if right now Doug can hold space for future Doug, uh, future Doug will be okay. He'll he'll be he'll he'll make it. He'll make it through. If right now Mike can hold space for past Doug, that's all right. I'll be okay. I'll I'll be okay. Maybe maybe it won't be like what I what I expected. Maybe maybe I'll have to go through some hard times or some really rough shit. But that's okay. I'll be able to do it because I'm okay right now and I can come back to this and I can breathe and I can drop into my body and, and be okay. And I, I get it, dude. I get it. I'm speaking from a position of power and privilege. I totally get that. But what the fuck good is power and privilege if we don't use it for the greater good? If, if we use it to make ourselves uh, wealthy or famous or recognizable or cool, then we're, we're, we're wasting life's greatest gift. I would say even, even in a different way too, if you're pushing it away yeah. and running from it, like I don't want it because other people don't have privilege and Privilege is all relative, right? Um, yes. But if we're pushing away our privilege because we just feel like, no, other people don't have it as good as I do, so I'm going to push this away, no one benefits from that. Bingo. No one benefits. So Bingo. allow it. Let it in. And that's hard for me, man. It's hard it's to let to- it in. It's, it's tough, dude. It, yeah. I'm glad that I'm a little tuned up right now because this is not a conversation I normally would like to have. Uh, and raise your Heineken high because this is not a conversation that you and I feel comfortable with. I know you and I know me. Yeah. And we normally like to be uh, empathetic to hardship to the point where we take on hardship that is not ours. You more than me, but it's like, well, if I can brighten someone's day and I don't do it, uh, then maybe I'm, then maybe I'm not, then maybe I'm not doing everything I can with my present feeling. Now, listen, Someone could reach out to me in 30 minutes from right now. And I'm going to be like, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't have time for that shit. I just don't, I, I can't handle it. But right now I do right now I can handle it. And I'm just saying, I want, I personally want to be more aware of the times when I can handle it and set the boundaries and the, uh, have the safe words for when I can't handle it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, I exactly what you mean. Because when you can't. I can't. You can't. And that's also not helping anyone. And it harms. It's harmful. harmful. If you're like, no, I will because I should and this. I'm obligated. I'm obligated. Yeah. But you don't. You can't. Yeah. 
no one benefits in that situation. And you're, no. you're right. It can actually be harmful. It can, do, it can be damaging in that way. Um, whew. It whew. just reminds me before, you know, we fully wrap up here. I, there's, um, it's what's come up for me a lot is, um, and I'll get back into it. Like a, maybe this gets a little psychological or, or too therapist language, but there's a thing, a transference or projection. Yes. And uh, it talks about it a lot. You learn about, about a lot with uh, in psychology of like the transference that happens in like the, uh, the therapy room. And the patient can project all sorts of things onto the psychiatrist, you know, um, a motherly figure, a, a brother, a lover, they can just project that. Um, and that's projection or it's called transference. And there's a counter transference. You feel it when you're in that space, kind of like, Oh, wow. I can, I can see that. Like, it's almost like they're talking to me like they are their mother, you know, and that you feel like, wow, I feel like a motherly energy right now. Uh, um, and there's a thing where you don't push it away because they're projecting that onto you for their own healing, for their own good. And uh, um, you allow it, you just allow it to be there. And you also don't in, in identify with it. Yeah. You can't say, Oh yeah, now I am their mother or I'm or or I am their lover, or I'm their savior. No, it's like it exists in that space. And so I think that's kind of what we're talking about right now is that like with privilege or, or, or having, a good, having a good day or being in a good spot, allowing it to be there and allowing it to work. It's, it's magic, I guess. Yes. And not blocking it, not identifying with it, but allowing it. Yeah, because um, the idea of the idea of it's never okay to be okay, right? This thing of like we have to constantly be on the path to healing and to uh, like removing toxins, you know, and getting getting out of that. That's not really helpful to anybody. It's only perpetuating our own bullshit. Dude, I'm I'm saying things I normally don't say, but it, it, th- th- this is like we got to we got to be okay with being okay, because the time's gonna come where we're not okay, and we we need someone who's feeling okay to be there for us. And so it's like I guess my message is, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay, and I'm gonna and when I'm okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hold space for you, Mike, but when I'm not okay, I'm going to let you know, like, Hey, I, this isn't, this is too much for me. Like I, I, I need to, I need to also do my own work. I need to do my own shit right now. But this concept of like, well, someone always has it better than me. Therefore I'm never going to be okay. Is just as fucking toxic as anything we talk about on here. Anything. I talked about self-harm recently. I got an outpour I got an outpouring of love from people who know the experience that I had and reached out to let me know that they were okay. And if I needed someone who was okay, they would be there for me. 
dude, I can't tell you how much that meant. I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. And probably I could do a better job and see there's one of those words, like I could do better, one of those phrases, but I could do a better job of when I'm okay, reaching out to people and letting them know so that if they need something, I'm, I'm there for them. And also when I'm not there, letting them know I'm not the one right now. And that's doing them just as big of a favor. Right? Yeah, it is. Because hurt people end up hurting people. Hmm. Man, I, like where a- we went. I like where we went on this episode, man. We got a little, uh, it got great. It was great. <laughs> it, it got a little more serious than I was expecting us to get tonight. Did, was it? Because, I mean, we, we, I guess we got there at the end. Here we are reflecting as we're talking about it. Um, I'm just trying to tie it in because, like, there's something about, like, this with your trip of, like, because I do, like, just kind of wrapping it back around in a way of this, these spirals we get into. I don't know if I can tie it back there or not. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think you're, you're doing it right now. Cause my, the whole, the whole, the whole message I got from that trip was how, how you feeling now? Like what, what, what's, who cares? Who cares? Is that the, is that the story you're going to tell about yourself forever? Bud? Like that, that, that's what it was to me. It was like, is that, you're going to hang your hat on that always, or are you going to fucking check in for right here and now? Are you safe? Are you cool? Are you feeling good? Yeah, you are. So who cares about the, who cares? And man, this is like, this is not therapy. This is not good advice to someone who's going through a rough time, but for someone who's going through an okay time, uh, uh, stop trying to make it hard. St- you know, stop, stop trying so hard to make yourself feel shitty. That's I'm, I'm speaking to my, to myself because, because of the nature of what we talk about on this podcast. And a lot of times the guests that we bring on and some of the things that you and I talk about, it's like, I I'm, I'm never okay to feel good enough. I'm never okay to feel okay because I need to always be mindful of other people's thing. And yes, that's an important thing is to be mindful of other people's experience. Like maybe they're not having the good time you're having right now, but maybe I can share in my good time. Maybe, maybe my good feeling right now can be a a, a ray of hope or a, a little tiny lighthouse or a little bit of sh- sunshine on an otherwise cloudy day to someone else. But if I'm constantly saying, Oh no, 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 that no, 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 don't, don't rely on me to be okay. Because I'm, there's always another layer. layer. There's always another level. There's always another uh, traumatic thing in the world in general, in the macro, in the micro, in my personal history, there's always something to make me say, okay, well, I got to actually dig into that a little bit more. But then it's like this constant thing of you're never good enough. You're never, you're never worthy. Worthiness is a, worthiness is a, 
golden ring on a carousel that you can never quite reach. And you're always going round and round and round on the carousel. Fuck the carousel. Fuck the spinning round and round and fuck the golden ring. I'm okay right now. And I can, I can hold space. Yeah. I don't need to keep constantly trying and I don't need to constantly trying to trip and I don't need to constantly try to do all the things that we talk about, you know, as far as like bettering ourselves. Now I need to be okay with being okay right now. And I, and then I can do some cool shit and do some yoga and do some breath work, but, in, but it's always going to be a, an exercise in masturbating of like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to feel this really good right now. And then, and then I'm going to shoot my, I'm going to, but you know, shoot my yeah. load. <laughs> and now I got to like go back into that cycle of shame or unworthiness or feeling weird about myself. No, man, the, the pride cycle of the Nephite, you and I were talking about the pride cycle of the Lamanites last week. Remember that? Yeah, we were. Uh-huh. It's like, no, dude, I'm getting out of these fucking cycles. Oh, that's right. We were like, just feel the pride. Feel it. Just you feel know? it. Feel it. Be, feeling good? Feel good. Like when you're feeling prideful about something, just feel like a lion, man. Just own it. Just feel it. it. I realize I'm saying man a lot now. I yeah, in the man. last episode, I used it a lot. I was like, man, it's like, yeah. you know, you what? know what I say? I say like, and you know, 3000 times per sentence. And I'm trying to get away from saying, dude, like, like, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get away from that. Yeah, whatever. But, I but, think but really Mike, that's what I'm talking about. That's the thing I'm talking about. Who fucking cares? Who cares if someone's counting my mans that I say, count them. Great. You know, tally up the mans, bro. Tally them up. Let's count them up. Um, But feel like a lion, you know, feel prideful, feel, feel it. Don't worry about that. Pride cycle is what the cycle, they call it a cycle. And again, it's that loop. Hey, why, what does the church benefit from that to keep us in a loop? And so they only, you recognize that like, no, that, that loop is that they want it. They're, they're feeding us a story, right? That's right. They feed you the story. It's like they whisper it to you. So then you get it in your head and then you end up uh, like fulfilling that story because you. Well, believe- it's exactly right. You, you, you need to rely on the cycle to get you through the good times and the tough times. You need to rely on the cycle coming back around again. And listen, I'm going to have the toughest day tomorrow or the next day or the next week or the next month, I'm going to have a tough day where I'm feeling like an in one inch tall instead of my usual towering frame of six foot five. It's very towering. It's but I said man again, by the way. <laughs> yeah, man, let's get in there. Let's say more man's, but, but that, but, but that's the point is we got to stop relying on the Mormon church the U S government, the local business that we like to attend the mushrooms, the LSD, we got to stop relying on things and we got to start being okay with ourselves and being okay with being okay, because we can navigate any cycle. You know, we talked with Greg about the drama triangle, Yeah, you know, where victim villain and hero exist in this drama triangle. And we can convert that to a uh, coach challenge and, what was the third one? Um, it was the, I don't remember. <laughs> it was yeah, dude. See what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. we get, we, we got to get out of cycles. Like I, we got to get out of cycles because we become reliant on well, cycles. And I think that's the beauty of your trip is it's recognizing that like, 
what you think is, if you just figure that one thing, you're going to get out of it. No, it's seeing, like, take a step back, see the cycle and be like, oh shit. Yeah. That's the cycle I'm in, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's easier said than done, but that's why we're all here. We're all, we can work through it together. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I've got a confession, Doug. What? Well, I don't want to interrupt your thought before I get, I have in. no thoughts. My confession is that like when you first came on here, yeah, I was like, well, this is a good time to fill up our Patreon content. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this turned out fucking great, man. <laughs> this is not going on Patreon. This is, um, this is a fucking good episode. I mean, is it okay to go out to the world? Oh yeah. This is going out to the world, man. This is like, yeah. You know, because I'm okay with Patreon just being just like you and me being, you know, tripping high or drunk. Oh, we're going to have some good Patreon content. So let's wrap up with this. Cause I want to share this right now because, you know, we haven't done anything with our Patreon. Not at all. We're going to start doing it and start releasing some bonus content. So if you head over to Patreon, um, I'm going to do a couple of plugs that we don't normally do when we do me and you episodes. One is for the, uh, the revival festival coming up June 21st. Uh, no, 24th through 26th. Okay. Yeah. The dates, you know, you'll find it on our links. It's on the link. Our camp is full, but it doesn't mean you can't come and party with us and camp yeah. with and like be there with us. Um, you just, you know, we, we fill up those 50 spots really quick. Um, and so the camp, the people who are creating the camp for everyone that's filled, but like, come still be with us. You know, that, yeah, there's no cap to that. We could have a thousand people, you know, whatever, yeah, but like come build the fairy kingdom with us. Um, be your own fairy, be your own fairy. And whatever you want to be, you don't have to be a fairy. You can be a fucking minotaur for all we care. Like, come on, let's do this. I still have to figure out my costume there, man. Ah, okay. yeah. I'm not good on costumes. I've, I've, I've been checking lightsabers cause I, I, Ooh. I committed to bringing lightsabers to the thing, but feeling like maybe my dream highlighted like a space druid, like, I need oh, like, yeah. a, I need like a cloak of some sort. Yeah. It's a white cloak, bro. Yeah. Ooh, a white cloak. It wasn't white. In well, my it was dream. from your dream. You said you were, no, your I didn't say white. You said white. That was your words. Mine was a space, a time cloak. Hold on a second. It was you, black. We, it was check black the, and swirly and spacey. Yeah. It was black. Yeah, it was like a black swirly spacey coat. <laughs> oh man, I totally hurt, misheard. Yeah, no, but I kind of like the white. It's just a cloak, but um, yeah, that's gonna be a great time. And then, so a couple other plugs. I do think I just wanted to put this out there. Like, if you've listened this far, congratulations. Pause, yeah, pause it for a minute. Go go drop us a little review on uh, Apple Podcasts, and it can it can just be like a quick one. Like you can just give us the star rating. And then yeah, we'll take or just say, it. or just tell your true feelings, how you would love to gaze into Doug's eyes and, and <laughs> <fuck his brains laughs> <out. laughs> but that would mean a lot. Um, and then the last part, I do want to make a plug because I didn't know every podcast kind of gets to this stage where it's like, it's grown to a point where the costs keep adding up and, yeah. um, but would love it if you headed over to like Venmo, we'll put the, sh- the links in our show notes and buy us a booch uh, on our Venmo or become a Patreon subscriber because we're going to start releasing all sorts of like cool little. Yeah. We're going to start putting kind of fun, little cool shit on Patreon. Right. Yeah. It's going to be more of the fun 
So think of the uh, Mad Hatter kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be a good time. I mean, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun content, I think. I mean, you know, it's funny, like these plugs, it, this is just part of us trying to say, hey, like, come join us, come support us, come do part of the, do this thing. But what it really comes down to is like, hey, we we're still trying to experience the whole world. We're 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 going along this little journey with everybody else. Uh, it costs us some money to do this shit, so help us out. Is that fair, or should we cut no. that part? No, that's a good. That's a perfect part, man. Because it's this thing of like. There's no doubt we love doing this, man. Oh, I, yeah, dude, of course. Man, I'm going to stand up. <laughs> There's no doubt we love doing this. Stop listening to your mans. I'm loving it. No, right, man. Um, it just would help it to like, uh, it's just the energy of, you know, do we have our families and our jobs and uh, and the costs add up and then there's like, it would, it would just help. It would go a long way. A little goes a long way. So that's what I want to say. This, uh, you know, I started off pretty hot, you know, I came into this thing a little tuned up in an hour and a half. I've sobered up quite a lot. So, I mean, buy me that booch. I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a Patreon thing. People could buy your booches and see how tuned up you can get. Cause love it. Uh, I mean, I fucking love Doug and when the, uh, when, you become more you when you're, you're boozy. <laughs> I don't want to get like, I just, it's, you're, you're a great dude. Yeah, I don't know what filter, I'm trying to say there. <laughs> some of the filter, yeah. The filter comes off a little bit where I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of times, a lot of times, Mike, I think both of you and I do this where we're trying to think about everybody, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh-huh. a lot of times when, when we're thinking about everybody, we, 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 we can't get into some of the, like some of the real, the real stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, because there, there are times when we're feeling, you know, we come on here and we talk to each other and we get into some pretty like hurtful, vulnerable stuff. And that's part of this too. Right. I mean, we're, 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 we're trying to like, I I mean, really what it comes down to is we're trying to hold space for each other. Right. But at the same point, at the same time, we're also trying to hold space for everybody else out there who might not be right now, might not be okay. And we're saying, well, we're here for you. Let's talk. Let's listen. Let's chat. Right. Is that fair? That's fair. I think that's totally fair. (laughs) Talking about you, man. I love you too, man. Cut, Cut the recording right there. And cut. Like we're going to stop it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Mormons on Mushrooms podcast. We have so much fun recording it. And if you love it, we would absolutely love it. If you could leave a review on wherever you get your podcasts, it would really help our visibility so more people can listen to it and be enlightened and hear our crazy stories. So thanks again for tuning in.